Excuse me. So once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and specifically the section uh, that it has a major heading, which is training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Um, and in that section, uh, we can break it down into four categories. Uh, first, the mental training. Uh, second, the measure of one's determination to be free or the measure of renunciation. Uh, the third category, which is dispelling uh, misconceptions. And then a fourth category of ascertaining the nature of the path that leads to liberation or leading to liberation. Uh, so uh, that first category uh, where we find the mental training, uh, we break that down into two categories, the identification of the mind intent on liberation or the uh, identification of renunciation. And then the next category, which is the method for developing the mind intent on liberation, the method uh, for realizing uh, renunciation, the desire to definitely emerge. That's the literal translation, definitely emerge. So it's the desire to definitely emerge from cyclic existence. Um, so uh, that second category is the method for developing that. Um, so in that second category, the method, there are two major headings. First, reflection on suffering and its origin. Uh, and then reflection um, from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent origination. Um, so we've completed the first section, uh, reflection on suffering and its origin, and now we're in that section called reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent origination. And if you look in English, uh, that's on page 315 is where the 12 links begin. <laughs> Never so now when we look at the section, reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent arisings, uh, there are four categories that we find. First, the division into 12 factors. Second, abbreviated classification of the factors. Third, the number of lifetimes required to complete all the factors. And number four, how their significance is summarized. Uh, so it begins with the first category of the divisions into the 12 factors. Dixon. <laughs> 
。あね、老给有话都可是影响个电视了，影响个电视多。他当不得人多，当不得几只吧？他刚才在嘛？电视要拉军人多，得上几个什么嘛？对不？上几个电视电视要拉军人的，真的，那光把是贵交路的了，家伙的。俺们上级先入队了，家不组织进不当，那现在人家不现在人呢？他出不进不他，家不现在人呢？家不组织进不了，等你把皮球球呢？俺怕连打也没了，那上级里去呢？那可能俺人家把皮进去不等着，可是我那怕等着他不打么多？那搞得搞得搞个的是，上级里去对我的等着那就那个，协协同的这那怕当时。我都差不多，下年都差不多，我都多把个人介绍给人家了。但原来军人都上当呢，成绩两百下呢，上年可八百的，是不的是？还要查查的是，我等了三个多月，没得。Um, so the twelve uh, links of dependent origination uh, um, are uh, the CP Corlo Sanjay Song. So the twelve links of dependent origination were taught by Lord Buddha, and uh, um, we see the depiction of that the teaching that Buddha gave in the um, wheel of existence, or the picture called the wheel of life or wheel of existence, uh, where we have those twelve links. Um, uh, so uh, there is a story. Um, uh, in previous times when Lord Buddha was present, uh, where uh, there were two, um, two people, uh, Dzogchen Nimbo and uh, King Indayana, uh, and they were friends. Um, they were uh, two friends. And uh, <coughs> the King Indayana <coughs> used to give very um, just wonderful gifts to Dzogchen Nimbo. Uh, all of the time, just wonderful gifts. And Dzogchen Nimpo wanted to repay him in some way, but he didn't have the, the funds, wasn't able uh, in a material sense to give the same kind of gifts uh, to um, King Indiana as King Indiana was able to give to him. So he went to Lord Buddha and asked what he could do. And Lord Buddha said, um, uh, give him a, a picture of the wheel of existence. And at this point in time, the Buddha had uh, taught to put these pictures of the Wheel of Existence on the backs of doors um, in temples or in mon monasteries or temples. Um, so uh, Dzogchen Nimpo then um, you know, made this picture of the Wheel of Existence and then gave it to King Indiana as a gift. Uh, so then King Indiana opened this and was very curious what it was and then began to look at these uh, 12 links as they were pictured. Um, and then was able to, in one evening, um, because of the, um, the reference to the picture, uh, achieve the state of superior, the state of Arya, um, independence upon uh, studying and looking at the, this uh, wheel of existence where there's the depiction of the 12 links and so forth. Um, so we find this story, story uh, um, during the time of Lord Buddha Shakyamuni. Dig some so the first among the twelve factors is ignorance. Uh, 
ジェラジェジェンザンラメジェジェスザワナデンチキンゲンダジュビメトゥンショソスジェビンゲンダジュビメトゥンショソスタガンテワテトゥンママリバセゲンダンガランゴンチョガンジェンザバティンバレタンガ
Mis, uh, mistaken cognition uh, is uh, the, the grasping at the eye as being inherently existent. Uh, so this grasping at the eye as being inherently existent um, uh, only can be um, negated by uh, the wisdom realizing emptiness. Um, so the, the mistaken view that grasps at the eye as being inherently existent uh, is incompatible with cognition because it's mistaken. Correct cognition is a recognition uh, of the selflessness of, of the eye, the selflessness of person. Um, so this grasping at the eye as being inherently existent, a grasping at the eye as being truly established, um, is an active um, misapprehension. Uh, um, um, and the, the, and it's an active misapprehension um, that is incompatible with the truth, incompatible with uh, non-mistaken cognition, which recognizes selflessness. Um, so this is what ignorance is speaking of. So it's, it's not something which is the absence of, of, of this wisdom. It's a direct um, kind of opponent to uh, or uh, almost the, con um, the direct opposite, I think that's a good way, the direct opposite of um, uh, what correct cognition is, um, which is incorrect. Um, so that's what the meaning of this is, and I just want to make sure, um, this is a little complicated, so I just want to make sure I got everything. Um, yeah, so the wisdom realizing selflessness or the wisdom realizing emptiness is the um, antidote to uh, that grasping at the eye as being inherently existent. Um, it's the opponent to and it's the opposite of it. Um, so that's uh, um, the wisdom realizing e emptiness is uh, what is compatible um, because it's correct cognition. Um, so that's what uh, is me meant there. So the directly antithetical, a direct opposite of um, uh, what is cognition, which is a mis mistaken cognition. Correct cognition, which is mistaken cognition. Dig something, Jay. Yes, man. Oh, Jetta, then what is revealing that you will make sure you also did Tombo Jetella? Never rebuy on your body, never rebuy Ribane, Yanta be Yanta Bazaga, that may be twenty by Yimbis and a Kazaga that Kaz. Not um, so, um, in Jayan Sheva's outline, that first section we just went over is the first category. Um, the second category um, deals with um, Dharma Kirti's assertion 
Um, and then the third category deals with Asanga's uh, assertion, uh, assertions. Um, so uh, this is how Jayan Sheva breaks this section down into three uh, specific categories. Um, so now we're entering into the uh, second category where we find uh, Dharmakirti's uh, assertion. Um, so when we look at the uh, grasping at this I as being uh, inherently existent, the antidote to it is this uh, selflessness of persons, realizing selflessness of persons. Uh, the mind, that uh, awareness that realizes the selflessness of uh, person. Um, um, so it'll go on to say this here. Regarding this, the great scholar Dharmakirti asserts that here the remedy, cognition, is the cognition of the real, the meaning of the selflessness of person. Uh, um, so here the, the opposite is the realization of the selflessness, uh, selflessness of person. And that's what is meant by cognition, uh, um, 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 the opposite of that which is incompatible with um, cognition. Um, so uh, what's incompatible with cognition is I'm inherently existent. Uh, um, what, that's incompatible. Um, compatible with cognition is uh, the recognition that uh, the I, uh, there is a selflessness of person, selflessness of the I. So the second category, when we look at it in terms of tenets, uh, would be according to the tenet system of the mind-only school um, uh, um, tending towards the anal uh, reason. Um, and then the second category, uh, a Sangha um, school, would be the mind-only school uh, according to scripture. Um, so uh, there's just two different categories, uh, one relying on logic or reason, uh, and then the, second, the, the other category of um, scriptural um, mind-only. Rinpoche, um, the Kanga Chu Kanga Loma, the で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、
so then um, it says, uh, therefore, its antithesis is the reifying view of the perishing aggregate. So the opposite um, of this view of selflessness of person is the reifying view of the perishing aggregates. This reifying view uh, is um, incompatible with cognition. Uh, um, yeah, is incompatible with cognition. Um, so then it says, along with this interpretation, which sees ignorance as a misapprehension of the meaning of reality, there is a second view held by the scholar Asanga uh, um, and, and his brother Vasubandhu, who assert that ignorance is merely confusion about the meaning of reality. In brief, they say that ignorance is a mind that does not know its object, but also that it is not a misconception. However, Dharmakirti on the one hand and Asanga and Basubandhu on the other are alike in asserting that the wisdom that knows selflessness is the principal uh, remedy uh, of ignorance. So here, it's speaking of the um, differences that are found uh, between uh, the views of the, the two uh, mind-only school, uh, the mind-only uh, tending towards reasoning uh, and the mind-only school uh, tending towards scripture. Um, so it's showing that uh, even though there are these slight differences uh, between these two schools uh, in terms of uh, one seeing uh, it as a, an actual misconception uh, and then the other just seeing it as an unknowing, uh, the, both schools agree uh, that the um, wisdom that knows the selflessness of person uh, uh, is, the ex is the antidote, uh, is the remedy for ignorance. Um, so they're, uh, they're in agreement uh, um, when it comes to uh, that specific point. Um, uh, but there are the more subtle points uh, where they're, uh, they don't uh, share that same uh, view. So, Dick <coughs> 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 Less so. So, uh, when we look about at the word confusion, uh, there are two types of uh, um, confusion. So, uh, and going back to those divisions of the mind-only school, it's the mind-only following reasoning and the mind-only following scripture. Uh, so, those are the correct names for those two mind-only schools. The mind-only following reasoning is is uh, followed by Dharmakirti, and the mind-only following scripture is uh, Vasubandhu and his uh, half-brother Asanga. Um, so uh, just to cr correct some of the words there. Um, so there are two types of confusion. One, confusion about karma and its results. Uh, and then two, uh, confusion about the nature of reality or the meaning of, of reality. So um, Asanga and the Compendium of Knowledge divides it into these two. And then Papa 
ほんで、シャジ、パパとともそのと、もう、で、シャジ、だんともそのと、もう、で、のコアのコアで、おてつもぐ、チキロ、おてつもまるべ。てね、たでね、てんでよらじゅうに、とももまるべにわとじれて、
which is the first of the links, and we see the picture of the blind man. And then the next uh, of the 12 links is compositional activity. And here, there's a picture of uh, um, someone making things, making cups, making plates, uh, uh, yeah, someone who's uh, working, making something. Um, so uh, I'll read, compositional activity is karma. Uh, uh, there are two kinds of karma, non-meritorious karma, which impels miserable rebirths, and meritorious karma, uh, which impels happy births. The latter is further divided into two types, meritorious karma, which impels happy births in, uh, to the desire realm, and invariable karma, uh, which impels happy rebirths in the higher deities' realms. Um, so there are actually three kinds of uh, karma that are presented there. Uh, meritorious karma, non-meritorious karma, and in invariable karma, immutable karma. Um, so um, non-meritorious karma causes lower realm rebirth. Meritorious karma causes uh, higher realm rebirth uh, within the, um, the higher, uh, higher realm uh, rebirth in the desire realm. Uh, and then invariable karma... Um, the Muile Zudan Zume Nika? Zuzume Pedinikal Muile Lagro. And then invariable karma. Um, uh, so let me just make sure it's correct. So um, uh, non meritorious karma causes rebirth in the lower realms. Meritorious karma causes rebirth in the uh, um, higher realms of the desire realm. Uh, and then um, invariable karma or immutable karma causes rebirth in the form and formless realms. Um, so that's what is meant uh, in this section by that, and we find again the depiction of uh, someone making things. ดุนเพจิเลตังกันดุเพจิเลสุบุรบะตาชนะมายิเลตังอันเนี่ยชนะจิเลตังมายิเลสุยวาเรสเป็นจายันเชบะเดอะเอวากาเรเอนิปะอ
Nobody so consciousness is number three. Uh, so again, definition or nature and divisions. Uh, so uh, in the sutras, the Buddha speaks about the six types of consciousness. Nonetheless, here the principal consciousness is the fundamental consciousness according to those who assert that such a consciousness exists or the mental consciousness according to those who do not assert this. So Rinpoche will probably read through all of it. But the first, which is nature uh, or definition, uh, is the six types of consciousness. Eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, body consciousness or tactile consciousness uh, and mental consciousness. So these are the six types of uh, consciousness uh, um, that are the, the, the meaning. The ngo, the ewa dru, emche. Ewa dru ngo ka dure disha. Dene ewa? Nashi nashi ngo shu sana nashi sutrul nashi lagres. Mek nashi nai nashi nai nashi. Ewa shu? Eje naba shiba dru chu jens. Dene? Ngo dure dro. Dene ewa shu sana? So then the divisions uh, refer to um, the consciousness of uh, the causal period and the consciousness of the resultant period. Um, so we'll get uh, into that. So uh, there are six types of consciousness, but according to the mind-only school and some um, middle way autonomy school uh, members, there are eight types of consciousness. So in addition to those six, they add afflicted mind and storehouse consciousness or uh, 
uh, mind basis of all it's translated as, or fundamental consciousness, I think they use in this textbook. Um, so it's translated a bunch of different ways, but the mind-only school, um, uh, and some of the autonomy, middle-way autonomy, um, and I think I mistranslated this possibly a few weeks ago, um, because I thought I misheard it, that the autonomists had those eight, and that some of them did, so I didn't translate it. Um, um, but I guess some of the my autonomists also hold this eight layers, the divisions of consciousness view. Uh, so again, uh, afflicted mind and uh, storehouse consciousness being the seven and eight. That's one of the things that we so the two divisions, so um, when we speak of these two divisions, I forgot one thing from before. There are causal and resultant period for virtuous and non-virtuous karma. Um, that was it. Um, so then, for instance, the consciousness of the causal period would be where the imprints are being um, created. Um, so the consciousness um, that is creating imprints um, for future experience and the consciousness of the effect period uh, is the consciousness that um, is present when the result of those predispositions or imprints come to fruition. Um, so uh, that is the meaning of those uh, two. Dixon. What Nashi Lesula Nabreshebao, and So I'll just read the <coughs> excuse me the whole thing again. 
in the sutras, the Buddha speaks about the six types of consciousness. So that's the first. Uh, nonetheless, here the principal consciousness is the fundamental consciousness according to those who assert that such a consciousness exists or the mental consciousness according to those who do not assert this. Further, you become entangled in and accumulate non-virtuous karma through your ignorance of the fact that the suffering of pain arises from non-virtue. These latent karmic propensities uh, infuse your consciousness. So this is the, uh, the period where the imprinting is taking place. The consciousness of the lifetime in which this happens is the consciousness of the causal period. While that which enters the birthplace in a miserable realm in the future and in dependence on the causal period consciousness is the consciousness of the effect period. So when the results of those imprints are being experienced, that's the uh, consciousness of the effect period. The actual creation of those propensities is the consciousness of the causal period. Digsum Rinpoche. And that uh, completes number three, Rinpoche said. Number four is Okay, so name and form is number four. In the uh, pictures, we find a boat um, in the 12 links of dependent origination pictures in the Wheel of Existence. There's a boat. Um, and in Jayan Shiva's commentary, there are no divisions for this section. Tangaba and Jiba Mizuro, Jiba Mizula, and the Minnesota, two Pombo and Dujiji Pombo and Dujiji Pombo, Nobashi Pombo, Jet the Meji Pombo Lagres, Nobashi Bate, Zuja Mayimbe Pombo Jet, Pombo Naganone, Zuja Zumayimbe, Pombo Jet the Meji Pombo Lagres, Pombo Jewosa. Zune Zume to Chenas Zun Zume to Chesona Zuya Maroda and Zuji Sabmans on Yuji, Zumelas, Zumen Zuya Maris. Tell his name because on a Mamobo, Mamobula Suve Zujeribar Jarosa. Then a Tandu becomes Chibiso, I mean, to go no Mamobo Tatabo, Mamunjundu Rotet. Kakajaw, Zoomed so number four, name and form. Name is the four of the five aggregates that are non-physical. Feeling, discrimination, compositional factors, and consciousness. As for the fifth aggregate, form, if you are reborn in a formless realm, 
you have no actual form, only the seed of form. Thus the form in the term name and form applies to any form such as fertilized ovum uh, that is appropriate uh, to any situation other than the formless realm. Um, so um, here, uh, um, why do we say that um, there is no um, form aggregate in the formless realm? Because it's formless realm. That's the answer. Because it's a realm without form. Therefore, since it's a realm without form, there's only the seed present, but there's not actually the form itself. So it's a, this word seed is like the potential that um, uh, for it, but not it, not form itself, because that realm doesn't have form. Um, so that, that's what uh, the reason for this. Um, and then uh, it, it's saying that even the fertilized egg, when the parents' uh, um, substances come together, um, at that point, uh, that and, and that, that point where there's a conception, um, according to the text, uh, that, that point where there's conception, uh, that's the f that's form right there. That's the form and the name and form part. Um, so that's uh, what is meant in uh, number four, and that completes that section. Rimuchich, the oh, then you were doing yeah. So we'll take a short break. Cameras on, right, Ted? So now uh, we're on uh, number five. We've completed name and form, so we're on the six sources. So, in number five, when we look at Jayan Sheva's commentary, he divides it into two categories. Uh, the first category is the, it's kind of like an essence or nature, uh, and then the second category is uh, doubt uh, that could arise. Um, so, these are the first two categories uh, in Jayan Sheva's commentary, according to. Yeah, about the six sources, number five of the twelve links. Tangabajilangwa <laughs> Tamukotajitanikalikale ね、ルジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジジ
If you are born from a womb, so number five, the six sources, if you are born from a womb, four sources, the eyes, ears, nose, and tongue, are formed through the further development of name, that is consciousness, and the oblong mass of the fertilized omen, uh, ovum into which consciousness uh, initially enters. The physical and mental sources, however, exist from the time of the fertilized omen, ovum, the time of name and form. Um, so at the time of name and form, when the parents' substances come together, uh, at, at, and then the consciousness, then uh, there's conception. And therefore, since there's conception, there's consciousness. Uh, at that time, uh, um, it, it, it's saying that the physical, um, meaning just that all those physical sources and the, the mental sources, the mental consciousness uh, sources, uh, exist at the time that those two substances uh, come together. Um, so it's saying that the, those sources, uh, even though this is number five, while number four, name and form, once name and form is there, then these uh, um, mental and physical sources are as well. So number five, the six sources we f uh, in the picture of the wheel of existence, we find the picture of a house. If you are born spontaneously, there are no such stages, since your sources form simultaneously with you entering rebirth. However, for those born from eggs or those born from moisture, the explanation is similar to the explanation of those born from a womb, with the exception of the word womb. This is explained in the levels of yogic deeds. So this is uh, presented in Master Asanga's text, uh, Level of Yogic Deeds. Tobajubale <laughs> And 
so in the doubting section, there's a, a nature of doubt, uh, and then there's a, a kanji uh, and the doubt about sources. Um, so these are the two categories in a doubt section. So we have first the, uh, um, in the six sources, the big napa. So then this uh, being the case, once name and form are established, you have an actual body. When the six sources are established, the experiencer has been created because the particulars of the body have been formed. Um, so here it's saying that um, once this the fourth name and form are established, there's an actual body there. And it says that uh, um, once those sources are there, um, there's an experiencer. Um, so uh, this is the, the first part. Uh, it says because the particulars of the body have been formed. And then the second part, um, it says the five physical sources do not exist in the formless realm. Why do they not exist in the formless realm? Because physical, there's form, and there's no form in a formless realm. Um, so this is the second point uh, that's made. Doubt's kind of a strange, uh, strange word to use, but it's, uh, it's almost like a clarification um, of, of, a, of a question. Something like that. That word that we always use doubt for, it's really almost like a um, clarification of, of something that would come up um, when we think about this. But you can't really translate it. One word is that. Um, uh, so uh, there's these two categories. Um, you know, first, once the six sources are there, the body's established. And then second, um, there is no physical source in the um, formless realm because physical is form. Deeks on room check. Uh, so number six is contact. Uh, and in the picture, uh, in the wheel of existence, we find two people embracing. Shes on be, you don't know, she's on, somebody knows what they, to what it was, 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 to what
Mikonbuje, so number six is contact. Then Ewa Yribe Reba. Okay, so there's no divisions uh, in good commentary on contact. It just shows, says that there's a picture of people embracing. So there isn't um, any uh, more than that. So oh, when we look at um, how things are perceived, so for instance, we look at um, the eye consciousness observing a form. Uh, in order for an eye consciousness to observe a form, there has to be the eye consciousness a form, um, um, an eye sense power that's powering the eye consciousness to apprehend it um, in an ob observed object condition. I think demodachin, observed object condition. Let me just check that. Um, have to be present uh, in order. Nashi so in order uh, for any of the um, apprehension to take place, uh, whether it's the um, eye consciousness um, apprehending a form uh, or the ear consciousness uh, apprehending a sound, uh, in order for um, this to take place, there has to be uh, these uh, things present. There has to be the consciousness itself. Um, there has to be the... Um, uh, um, I think it's observed object condition, and there also has to be the um, actual sense power, the eye, uh, eye sense power, or, or the ear in the case of hearing. Um, so these things have to be um, present uh, in order for uh, there to be apprehension. And the same thing applies um, to all of the um, other consciousnesses and, and what they apprehend. In order for the apprehension to take place, there have to be uh, these things present. Buddhism in any uh, type of 
of apprehension, there have to be these things present. Uh, there have to be uh, an object um, that, that one is perceiving. Uh, there has to be uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the sense power, uh, and there has to be the consciousness. Um, and, and this word, demodachan, that I'm having trouble with at this moment, um, observed object condition. Um, so this is what we state uh, as Buddhists, um, but we're not sure. We'd have to look into uh, what science um, would state uh, um, creates apprehension and, and compare the two uh, and, and see. Um, so uh, this is according to uh, Buddhism, um, not according to science. Uh, so when we, uh, it would be interesting to say, um, uh, to look into what science would say uh, about, um, for instance, the um, eye consciousness itself, if they would posit such a, such a thing or not. Um, so it would be interesting to find out whether there is this uh, presentation in science. Um, so we have to see. Does science um, state uh, that there's some kind of uh, um, eye consciousness uh, or not? Rimache, the demodachan, the kandreche, the da, the. Demodachan, the da. The so, I'm trying to find this Demodachan. Um, so, it, there has to be, in order for Rinpoche is saying, in order for there to be consciousness, and maybe it's called the immediately preceding condition, I, I just have to find it. In order for there to be this eye consciousness that is powered by an eye sense power, there has to be a thought to perceive. Um, so I, I think that's the immediately preceding condition. Um, uh, so we have to, Rinpoche is saying, we have to see uh, what the, the scientific view is. This is according to the, the Buddhist view. Um, we have to look and see uh, what science has to say about that. Digson. What does it do with this It'd be so much easier if it was like English. You could just look it up. Um, so there's a lot of people here who understand science. Uh, does anybody know from a scientific scientific perspective if science asserts uh, any kind of eye consciousness or or not? Was anybody here? Rimichi is posing a question to anybody who might may or may not know. Does anybody know of such a uh, presentation in science? Um, 
kodle siri ki çabuk oluyor da miki nasıdeki kuş kodle ne nüyü tova on tova düşe semba vatlı siri ki çabuk oluyor da mal ver. So when the eye consciousness uh, apprehends it's almost like a glasses it's like something that's seeing something uh, and when this apprehension takes place uh, there are these other um, omnipresent factors that are present so this picture is is then producing all of these other things it's producing uh, feeling and uh, discrimination uh, and intention and so forth um, so uh, this is how uh, um, we we say uh, um, consciousness works da de ダダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチャンダチ
this consciousness that Rinpoche is serving like a glass. I just want to retranslate this in a better way. Glasses. And then it's getting this information that's coming back and these omnipresent mental factors are then uh, getting all kinds of information from that experience. Um, so uh, let me just read through this and then I'll get back to what I'm doing here uh, in a second. So. When we read this, uh, it says, when sensory object, sensory faculty, and consciousness come together, uh, you distinguish three types of objects, attractive, unattractive, and neutral. The passage where a sutra says, caused by the six sources, refers to sensory objects uh, as well as consciousness. Um, so this is very uh, similar uh, to what we've gone over in the past, where we went over that uh, if there is the desirous uh, uh, um, if there is not the desire, that which is desired, there's not attachment. If there is uh, not that which is not desired or undesirous, there is not anger. Um, so um, it's very similar to what's being presented here is this distinguish uh, when things that are found to be attractive, uh, one becomes attached to, and things that are found to be uh, unattractive, uh, one becomes angry at or has kind of animosity uh, towards. Um, so it's very similar in, in the sense that uh, um, uh, to what we find in that root wisdom text uh, about uh, those, uh, the reaction to various types of um, objects. And, and then omnipresent mental factors are the feeling, discrimination, intention, contact, and mental engagement. Um, so those are the five things that are always present when there is an apprehension of an object. So we have, again, an, a consciousness, a sense power that's powering it, uh, an object itself, uh, and then uh, um, the uh, immediately preceding condition. So it would be immediately preceding condition, con uh, sense power, consciousness, observing an object. Okay, so we'll so number seven, corresponding to contacts, discrimination of three types of objects, there occur three sorts of feelings, pleasant, painful, and neutral. So um, independence upon uh, observing some, something attractive, there's a happy feeling or a pleasant feeling. Independence on observing something uh, that's not attractive, uh, there's a painful feeling. Uh, and then observing something neutral, there's kind of equanimity, equanimity of feeling. Um, uh, so uh, these are the three feelings that um, occur from uh, the apprehension of the three types of objects. Number seven, uh, in the picture of the wheel of existence, there's a, in the, the feeling there's a picture of uh, someone with an arrow through their eye. Uh, so the three types of feelings uh, are uh, happy feelings or pleasant, uh, painful feelings or suffering feelings, literally, 
uh, and uh, feelings of equanimity. Equal or equanimity is the word. So whenever there are um, any of the um, any of the six consciousnesses present, there also are the five omnipresent mental factors present. Uh, so the uh, feeling, uh, discrimination, uh, intention, contact, and mental engagement are all present <coughs> while the, um, that is present, while those six are, pr- are present. Number eight, uh, so seven is finished, now we're on to number eight, craving. So when we look at grasping, this is speaking of attachment, being attached to uh, that which makes us happy um, and being attached to uh, being free from that which does not make us happy. Um, so this is the different types of grasping that we have. This means both craving not to be separated from pleasant feelings and craving a separation from painful feelings. Oh, I, I uh, misspoke. I, I called it grasping, I think. I meant craving, um, but it's attachment. This means both craving not at number eight. Um, oh, I know what happened. We're on number eight, uh, craving. This means both craving not to be separated from pleasant feelings and a craving a separation from painful feelings. Uh, the statement in a sutra that is uh, that craving is caused by feeling means that feelings accompanied by ignorance cause craving. Where there is no ignorance, craving does not occur, even if a feeling uh, feelings are present. Uh, so the, what's being presented here is um, a doubt arises. <coughs> There's a clarification uh, that's uh, being presented. I'll read just the rest through. This being the case, contact is, is the experiencing of the object, and feeling is the experience of birth or fruition of karma. Hence, when those these two are complete, experience is complete. There are three types of craving: one for each of the three realms. Please, 
Tuvajudmarva. Um, so it says this means both feeling not to be separated from pleasant feelings and craving a separation from pleasant feelings. The statement, uh, the statement in a sutra that craving is caused by feeling means that feelings are accompanied by, by ignorance cause craving. Uh, where there is no ignorance, craving does not occur, even if uh, feelings are present. Um, so here we're looking at the case of a faux destroyer, uh, an arhat. Um, because uh, even though the feeling is present, there isn't any attachment to the feeling um, because there isn't any ignorance to cause the attachment to the feeling. Um, so this is a clarification of, of what, um, what craving is caused by feeling means um, because then one could think, well, a faux destroyer feels. So does a faux destroyer crave? Um, and it's clarified meaning that the ignorance has to be present for the craving to exist, uh, f- for one to crave the feeling. Tadana, this being the case, um, contact is the experiencing of the object and feeling is the experiencing of birth or fruition of karma. Hence, when these two are complete, experience is complete. And it says there are three types of craving, one for each of the three realms. Craving uh, to, uh, the desire realm, craving the form realm, and craving the formless realm. The picture of craving, uh, there's someone drinking alcohol uh, in the wheel of existence. Uh, 
Tu picture of a monkey grabbing a fruit. So grasping, you'll see a picture of monkey grabbing fruit. So grasping refers to yearning after an attachment to four types of of objects. Um, so yearning after um, forms, sounds, smells, tastes, feelings. Uh, so yearning after those things and the four types of those things are holding on to what you want, yearning after and attaching to the sensuous forms and sounds, for example, to bad views excluding the reifying view of the perishing aggregates, to ethical discipline associated with bad views and bad conduct, and to the view of the perishing aggregates, holding on to views, holding on to ethical discipline and con conduct, and holding on to assertions that there is a self. Uh, so four types. Dig some. <laughs> Okay, so Rimache is saying in the Tibetan it looks like there's five um, because it's broken up. It says holding on to what you want, yearning after, attaching to sensuous forms and sounds, for example, to bad views and then to ethical discipline associated with bad views and bad conduct and to the view of the perishing aggregates. Looks like somehow it's broken up. Um, same words though. Holding on to views, holding on to ethical discipline and conduct, and holding on to assertions that there is a self. So in this section there's uh, nature and then divisions. Right, so the, uh, uh, the nature is the picture of a monkey grabbing for uh, a fruit, attachment. If it's a grasping, it's necessarily attachment. Okay, so 
Jisudawa. So first in the Tibetan, we, he's, Rimchi is saying, uh, the reifying view of the perishing aggregates, Jita, Nipa? Ah. Niba Sumba Mariba Sumba So, Rimesh is saying there's even more. If you really break this up, uh, it says... Okay, so holding on to what you want, yearning after and attaching to sensuous forms and sounds. Second is, for example, to bad views, excluding the reifying view of the perishing aggregates. Ethical discipline associated with bad views and bad conduct. Then, Holding on to views, then holding on to ethical discipline and conduct. Holding on to assertions that there is a self. So if you break it down, there's actually seven there, um, Rinpoche said. If you count all the different categories that are actually presented, there's seven. What did you 
Number 10, uh, potential Okay, so here potential existence, we find the picture of a woman who is holding a child who has a uh, in her stomach womb. <laughs> So potential existence is referring to that which causes cyclic existence. In the past, compositional activity infused your consciousness with a latent propensity and when nurtured by craving and grasping became a power to bring forth a subsequent existence. Existence is a case of calling a cause an activated propensity by the name of its effects a subsequent rebirth. Juchi? Jiwa. Okay, so in number 11, there's a picture of a child being born. Birth refers to consciousness initially entering one or another of the four types of rebirth. So when we look at the types of birth, there's birth from egg, birth from womb, and miraculous birth. Here we're speaking that when we talk about the birth in the picture, we're speaking of birth from a womb. Aging and death is number 12 when we find a picture of a corpse. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so when we look at the 12 links of dependent origination and we compare them to truth of suffering and origin of suffering, we can say that seven of the links are the truth of suffering and five of the links are origin of suffering. So we find a quote from the text that says, the first, the eighth, and the ninth are afflictions, the second and the tenth are karma. Um, so these make up for a number of five and fall categorically under the truth of origin. So truth of origin would be um, ignorance, uh, craving, grasping, compositional activity, uh, and potential existence. Uh, the truth of suffering, there are seven different categories. Uh, so the truth of suffering refers to uh, the compositional activity, consciousness, name and form, the six sources, uh, contact, uh, feeling, uh, uh, and birth and aging and death. Uh, so these are all the um, truth of suffering. So those make for a total of uh, the 12 links, five of which are or suffering, uh, origin, and seven are suffering. Then do you have a Then do you have a demo? So what the Taman Majes want? Then you're not doing it when they say, do get them to go to the Jesse Jewish with somebody. You're not doing it. So don't get them to go to the Jesse. Don't get them to go to the Jesse, my Ibata. <laughs> so we say that um, uh, the 12 links of dependent origination are an expanded way of looking at the truth of suffering and truth of origin. Um, but is it really? We could say, no, it isn't, because it is just about the truth of suffering and truth of origin, because there are seven of the links that are the truth of suffering, and there are five of the links that are the truth of origin. So it's merely an explanation of truth of suffering and origin, one could say. So it becomes very difficult if we were to want to compare um, uh, the truth of suffering and the truth of origin. If we were to say uh, among the two, the truth of suffering and the truth of origin, are there three uh, permutations, four permutations, are they mutually exclusive or are they synonymous? Uh, when we have to do that, um, it becomes quite difficult. Mm. Uh, so when we were to, um, when we look at uh, the two, uh, the truth of suffering, Rinpoche defined them very fast from how they define them in the monastery. The truth of suffering uh, and the truth of origin. Pitseni kabiare. Pajinayar, 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 
Um, and then we have to take those definitions and look at, in order to be able to compare truth of suffering and origin to see if there's three possibilities, four possibilities, mutually exclusive uh, or synonymous, we have to know how they're defined. And once you do, there's a large amount of debate that takes place in the monastery uh, around these topics of, of, and, and uh, uh, around these topics. Uh, so we'll do Nyawab. I don't have the definition. Uh, so we'll do the concluding mandala offering uh, and dedication prayer. Because of being the root or the passenger of suffering, is the truth of origin, the passenger of suffering, because it is empty of a pure self that is difficult. I'll find it another time. I have the text at home, so I can look it up. Uh, so concluding model offering and dedication and prayer. fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozan Drapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors to traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all happiness, all powerful, Alamukeshvara, Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until Samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance.